And welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O'Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O'Rock. And I'm Michael Gray, uh, Mr. September on the O'Rock school calendar. <laughs> oh man, that's almost true. You're Mr. September in a Nancy Drew game. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> Aww, I wish they were still making those games. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's it's that's um, <laughs> something I always wanted to do with Game Cola. Actually, <laughs> was do the Game Cola swimsuit calendar. For some reason, I could never get anyone on board with that. Oh well, I mean, I, I guess that's something we could talk about. That's a that game is a one of those remastered games. Um, mm-hmm. it, it came out in 1998, so I, I guess it made sense to remaster it in. Gosh, what was it? 2010, because it was 12 years yeah. old. Uh, I don't know. Which how... uh, which which Nancy Drew game was that? This was Nancy Drew: Secrets Could Kill. Mm. So I'm just wondering, how long do you wait to remaster a game? I suppose 12 oh, years man. sounds reasonable enough. I suppose. I would say, maybe it depends on like hardware availability. Like if if we're at the point where that game can no longer run on a computer, or if it's like. You know, a Super Nintendo game that's not available anywhere anymore. Like, I think, I think, I think availability should play into it. At least from an artistic standpoint, from a money standpoint, like two years probably. No. Oh. However, <laughs> however soon you can get away with it. <laughs> from an artistic standpoint, yeah, it was kind of impossible to play that game on um, modern yeah. computers. I don't know. If is that the is that is the, the first? Right yeah, it was the first one. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, the first two. Uh, I mean, they updated the system after after the first two, so it doesn't really work on like modern PCs, I suppose. Yeah. So we're we're not making this up. Michael, there's a picture of Michael Gray in in Nancy Drew. Stay tuned for danger HD remix. Uh, how did <laughs> how did that happen exactly? <laughs> I love that's you really weird. Up the name of the game. No, uh, I was, I was close. Yeah, no. Stay tuned for danger is the second one, and everybody's like, "Oh, when are you going to remake the second one?" Because that game also had to get discontinued <laughs> due to yeah. hardware purposes. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. You did just say it like thirty seconds ago. That's fine. <laughs> that's Secrets on can me. Kill. I, a, I don't know. Secrets, Secrets can, can kill. kill and stay tuned for danger. Stay tuned for danger. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a real game, at least. <laughs> I'm getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wanna. I. I. Um. They had a contest. They said, "Okay, everybody, send in your best, like you know, high skier, high school yearbook style pictures." I think that was it, yearbook style pictures, mm-hmm. and we will randomly pick ten of them to be shown up in the next Nancy Drew game, which makes sense. They've run in in a lot of games. They've had competitions. I think. Yeah. No, we we do stuff like that sometimes too. Or at too. least pictures which are very obviously like fan pictures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So do you think the fact that or were you you were uh, you were already let's playing uh Nancy Drew games at that time, right? You were already Gosh, like so Mr. 2010, Nancy Drew. Yeah, I would have been up and coming. Uh, <laughs> no, that would have been my third year, third No, that would have been my fourth year technically, I think. Cuz I started in 2007. I, I, I wondered if that had played a role in that at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know my channel peaked in 2011, so that's why I say oh. I was up and coming. Um, I, I don't know. I 
I'm not complaining if if they basically gamed the system, so they knew I was a popular YouTuber of their games and gave them lots of free publicity, and they decided to reward me. Yeah. I I will not complain if it was a rigged contest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess that's... Technically, I mean, I guess your your name's not in the credits, right? Yeah, in the credits, it's just all the contest winners, something generic okay. like that. Thanks to all the people who entered yeah. the contest. Or the, the, as know. I was gonna say, that's uh, that's your that's your first. Uh, I, I was gonna say credited work, but it's still the the first game technically that you played a, a part in, as far as I know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you I can, had you to can put that in your resume. <laughs> I had to submit a picture and everything. <laughs> I will put it in my resume now. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> I actually, I so I have weird stuff like that listed. Um. On, on my website, paulmfranzen.com, I have a list of, like, my, quote, selected works of, of games that I've worked on that I wanted to highlight. And one of them is, uh, do you remember that game, Curiosity, What's Inside the Cube, that everyone was obsessed with for, like, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, so they used a video that I made uh, uh, in a trailer that they released, and it's just like a video of me tapping my phone furiously and it's just like a close-up of my fingers on the phone um so now i I have it listed on my website as i was a finger model in that trailer (laughs) (laughs) i oh yeah obviously i didn't get any say as to uh you know which month i would be students of the month Mm. (laughs) Mm. it's just a board that says students of the month and uh you know i played the original it's clearly just games of the developers and you know their friends and family members that they just put in there sure sure and they did a similar thing in uh the second game uh where uh that's the game that that we kind of did a parody of it takes place in a tv studio okay that's why i had the name in my head then okay (laughs) yeah so the tv studio halls are definitely pictures of like real people i imagine some of them were the developers friends and family but i know one of them Mm -hmm. is i think his name is tom selzik i guess they got a public domain photo of him and just put it on the tom tom selick yeah that's gotta be it yeah yeah (laughs) a real life actor who does who's been in mystery shows that's hilarious. Yeah, I think he's... Is he famous for having a mustache? Does that sound right? Does the guy have a mustache? Yeah, 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 yeah. His Hawaii yeah. Five-O has a mustache. Fights yeah, I think crime. that's what I know about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool. I mean, I, I saw... I just recently did uh, something quite similar to that on Twitter. Like, yesterday, I think, I was um, working on Internet Court, uh, and I just got to the part where I need to make up a, a fake uh, Facebook page for one of our characters, and I realized once I got to the bottom of the fake Facebook page is that there's a comment uh, from someone who doesn't appear in the game. So I just put it out on Twitter, like, uh, retweet this if you want your profile picture to be an internet court. And I grabbed one of the pictures that from uh, one of the people who retweeted it. And now oh. it's in the game. Oh, my gosh. I've got to... <sighs> we need to... <laughs> I, I would have had suggestions because I know which characters you're oh, talking yeah. about. Is it, It's Stacey Kishi and then Claudia McGill. Yeah, it was Claudia. Yeah. Oh, is that is that based on a real person? They're based on the Babysitters Club members. <laughs> oh, other two members of the Babysitters Club with their last names switched. <laughs> well, I picked a boy, so I changed it to Claudio. But uh, oh, no. I can. <laughs> How could you get rid of the Babysitters Club reference? I can. I can. Uh, I can change it again. I can. I can see who retweeted it and see. Uh, or I'll. I, I can send you the tweet, and you can. You can maybe see if there's anyone who retweeted it that you think fits it better. Oh no no no! <laughs> That's I hilarious. Just, I, I would probably make a silly. I'd. I'd find a way to turn it into another Babysitters Club joke. Because Claudia <laughs> Kishi, she's 
the gorgeous Japanese one with crazy fashion sense. So, I mean, <laughs> even for the 1980s, she wears the most ridiculous outfits. Oh. So. Well, uh, if there if there's a boy in the Babysitter's Club, uh, we can we can change the name to a parody of that, too, if you'd prefer. I think I already did. So, you know the hot oh, you guys they or... argue about on the soap opera? Those yes. are all oh, boys geez. from the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> Bruno, Logan Bruno, and um, Bart... Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. So people listening at home, this is this is how professional we are. I'm putting references in these games that I don't even know are references. <laughs> well, it's like with Francie too. I mean, I'm, I know you had told me before that it was a it was a parody of of say Tuned for Danger, but I, like I definitely didn't like get any of the specific references except like the taxi cab one, uh, just because we had talked about it. Uh, yeah, I, I gave you a link to it. Apparently, everybody loved yeah. that taxi cab reference. Oh yeah. Though. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah the um. The Nancy Drew references really, uh, really struck a chord with people. It's That's one cool. of those weird scenes, though, from the actual. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like watching a video of of someone playing it, and they just started cracking up at that part. <laughs> what, too, lady? <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. She goes, "Excuse me, taxi." How can I help you today? <laughs> there are three taxi drivers, and they they mm. all have weird voices. <laughs> Oh, so how you been, Michael? It's uh, it's been a little while. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about why? Because that uh, kind of affects our video game development. Or yeah, all right, I'll be honest. Yeah, so for this entire podcast, what I've been doing is, um, I'm getting rid of the end screens on my YouTube videos because apparently YouTube, it did not work the way YouTube said it did, and so the end screens basically, you know, it's just. Like pop-ups on video, little pop-ups saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, like and subscribe." Oh or, yeah, you know, I've seen those things before. Hey, here's yeah. one. Support me on Patreon. Apparently, instead of getting that, which I was supposed to get, it just like covers up the entire screen with the big block, so nobody can see what's going on the screen. <laughs> oh, whoops! For like twenty seconds. Uh, uh, how like, many videos do you have to go back and fix now? Ugh. Several dozen. Ah, uh, that sounds like a pain. Yeah, so I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing while we're, we're, we're podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it's not like I don't have to focus on it. I'm just doing. Sure. No, that makes sense, it, man. I should delete. I should come up with busy work to do. I could be folding laundry right now. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we had to uh, we had to take a quick a little break uh, last month. Um, I don't I don't want to talk about it too much because it's it's depressing. But uh, I had kind of a kind of a not a great last month and a half. Um, Basically, in quick succession, we had a house fire, uh, and then a, a major uh, family emergency, uh, and then our car broke and died. Like all within the span of like, like a few weeks of each other. Wow, basically, I had not heard about this car dying. That's yeah, awful. no. <laughs> oh yeah. So here's the best part. So Lizzo's car, uh, we 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 had to been a two car household. She had an old uh, uh, Ford something or other. Uh, it died on us at the end of last year. It was it was really cool. She would go to fill up the tank, and the gas would start burbling back out of the tank. <laughs> like the gas, like it would the, the gasoline would just come right back out. So that was that wasn't great. Um, I, I I live in Oregon where we don't pump our own gas. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, uh, so what? when you put gasoline in a tank, it's not supposed to come back What's out. What's a tank? Like, <laughs> I'm so okay. confused. So moving on. <laughs> the car was scrap. It was it was a situation where the car it was like the the cost it to repair was more than the car was worth. So that's fine. We um 
we're, you know, like a single car household for a while. And then as all of these other horrible things were happening, we we're like, okay, we can't, we can't deal with this and also just have one car. So we borrowed my mother-in-law's uh, old Ford minivan. And that died two weeks later. <laughs> we broke that one too. It was great. Um, You're not driving I, my I was, car. <laughs> Uber's not going to hire you now. <laughs> I was I was driving it, you know, like late latish at night. Um, a deer ran in front of me. I had to slam on the brakes to avoid hitting the the deer. And the like, the brakes like something exploded. Basically, something like completely crumbled to dust in the bottom of the car. And whenever I would hit the brake after that, it would make this horrible, horrible grinding sound. And then. Uh, when I got it to the auto repair shop, the guy told me as I was coming in that it looked like the wheel was about to fall off. And then later, as he inspected it, he said that he was surprised I got there safe. <laughs> so, yeah, car also cars exploding right now. So, uh, yeah, lots of not great stuff. We've been living in a hotel for the past month and a half. Um, free cookies, which is nice, and free hot chocolate. But, you know, we're getting kind of tired of it. But anyway, uh, that's why I had to take last month off. It wasn't Michael's fault. It was 100% my fault. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I was not, you know, I was not in a good enough mood to talk to on a podcast. It would have been the the Paul just mopes for an hour podcast if I was. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, upshot that's is, sort of yeah. kind of, oh, actually, you have an upshot? I think your upshot is going to totally, totally disagree with what I was about to say. Oh, no. Now, tell me tell me what you were going to say. So I was going to say, oh, well, that means we can't have any... Uh, that pushed back all the game development for, like, uh, a month. No, yeah, that's definitely true. It's. Oh, I thought you were going to say, no, the upshot is <laughs> the I upshot have lots is of free I... time to... No, no. No. <laughs> it's actually... Um, so, uh, concurrently, while this is all happening... Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before, right, about how I basically split my time between working on our games and then doing, like, outside contracts for my client, for clients, right? Yeah. Um, So, from December until, like, March, like, I just wasn't getting any contracts. Like, there was just nothing coming in. Like, I was was getting nervous that um, my clients had all forgotten about me or they had found someone else, you know. Uh, I I get anxious about stuff like that. Yeah. as soon as our house caught on fire, and then I suddenly had no free time at all because my full-time job became emailing the insurance adjuster, uh, suddenly, literally all of my clients, within a span of two days, all of my like my three main clients all had work for me like right away. <laughs> so it was just it was just you know been crazy busy. Um, I have I have been able to make progress on on our stuff too though. We can talk about that for a little bit too. That's good. Uh, I'm sort of in a similar situation, I guess. Although, no, I was going to say contract work, but then it's like contract work implies that somebody's signing a contract and I'm not just making (laughs) games on my own. (laughs) But you've you've been doing stuff, though. I mean, you've been working with other other companies. Uh, Yeah, um, the one I'm not allowed to talk about. um, Oh, cool. Oh, those are the best kind. I can say I've got news on the Mermaid Mission Titanic front, which okay. is the game is almost done, and I was actually going to ask you questions about what to do to get games done. <laughs> so Which uh which part? <laughs> um testing, yeah. So I just got okay. the last two pieces of artwork in uh earlier today. I was actually going to edit them during the podcast before the 
YouTube stuff came up. Sure, sure. But um, basically, because we were getting closer to the end end of the game, it's the artwork that doesn't matter as much, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's like, okay, here's a character who shows up on screen for a half minute at most, and the character doesn't mm-hmm. move. The character always stays in place. That's amazingly simple to program. Yes. And I, I, I have to feel like our... Um, you know, my artist was um, sort of feeling that same way because she was able to get this artwork done quickly because it's like, hey, this is not one of the main characters that you have to worry about getting right and focus. It's like, this is a random woman who interrupts a conversation because I didn't think of a better way to have that conversation end. Sure. That's a fun writing trick, by the way. (laughs) I can't figure (laughs) out where this conversation is going or how to end it. Somebody interrupts. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yeah. Another fun writing trick. Um, I keep meaning to post this on Twitter, but I don't know how to segue into it, is to sort of have Mm -hmm. like a backup character in mind um, while writing. So with the the Mermaid game, you know, if I ever get stuck and not know, okay, what is my main character going to say? I just went with, okay, Videl from Dragon Ball Z, what would she say in this situation? (laughs) That generally, do that for like two lines and it gets, generally that's enough to help, you know, boost the spark so you could keep writing. Oh, that's good. (laughs) So that's a helpful, helpful writer tip. I don't don't think anybody is ever going to notice. Obviously, you know, she's different enough from that character. Mm Mm-hmm. But you might get in trouble, or people might notice if, you know, the character in, say, Beard in the Mirror is talking like Darth Vader all the time. Yeah. <laughs> people might notice that. Yeah. Well, I, we, I definitely have gotten comments that uh, both Beard in the Mirror and uh, my, my, my first game, uh, Life in the Dorms, uh, both characters had certain traits in common with Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island. It would, it would be a, a, a farce if I said that I was not inspired uh, by that game quite a bit. Well, it's interesting writing the um, uh, the escape room game because uh, some of the dialogue is, I guess, supposed to be a far. It's supposed to be like the, I don't know. I couldn't figure out how to write adventure game dialogue of everybody's just looking at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't old adventure games that popped into mind. It was actually the Zero Escape series because I'm like, oh sure. What can you have somebody say when they're looking at, like, a hammer or something? And the way Zero Escape does it is, our main character just says something really stupid about it. It's like, it's a (laughs) hammer. Maybe I can use it to hammer something. (laughs) Well, wait, I can can say my my number one uh, writing trick here. Um, when I'm having trouble with, with a lot of times it's something like that. Like I'm trying to write, like, what's the examine for this random object or what is, what happens if you use this random object on this object? Nothing actually happens, but I still have to say something. Anyway, my trick is, uh, when in doubt, I, I make a, a bad pun. Like if I can't, if I literally can't think of anything else, I'm like, all right, it does just throw a pun at it and that'll fix it. I did that actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a good trick. <laughs> Let's see. Actually, I've got. I wasn't sure how to um, do this, but actually in the script, I've got item descriptions, what what Katie says when you look at an item, and then mm-hmm. I've got the puzzle slash pickup description, so what you say when she picks up the item or tries to combine items for a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Hammer. It's a hammer. Too bad it doesn't come with beer, otherwise I'd really get hammered. <laughs> oh, wow. 
That doesn't sound like a joke wow. I'd make. But... <laughs> wow, that sounds like it's straight out of uh, Pug's Adventure. There's <laughs> <laughs> a reference nobody will get. Yeah, beach towel. Why is a beach towel here? And then some of the things are like hints as to what you have to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's something I found when um, when writing the dialogue for The Beard in the Mirror is that I really had to like pay attention to how likely a line of dialogue was to come up, and like that sort of told me like how much effort I had to put in, like or like how funny I want to make it. Like I don't want to waste my best stuff on a line that you're only going to see in a very, very, very specific circumstance that nobody's actually ever going to do. But if it's a line that will appear in necessarily everybody's playthrough, then I want to make sure I get that one right and uh, don't screw around too much with it. Oh, now I'm going to be worried because <laughs> all the, the puzzle pickups and item pickups will appear in everyone's thing. <laughs> Those are the ones you got to worry about the most, the dialogue that everyone is definitely going to see. Blocks. Okay, Blocks, you're coming with me. <laughs> There's I, no pun there. I don't know Where's what else pun? you say when you pick up Blocks. Uh. Uh, well, I think, too... Um, I guess in in <laughs> I keep wanting to call it test game because that's what, that was its in development name for like ten years uh, in the beard in the mirror. Uh, I think there are some pickups where we just don't have any dialogue. He like the character just walks over and, and reaches his hand out and then it adds it to your inventory. Um, so it's not always necessary, I guess. Um, oh, now I see. Okay, yeah. For the second half of the game, um, we've got two characters, and so I did a lot more of you know going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so rubber chicken is one of his items, and you look at it, she says, you have a rubber chicken? He says, originally there was a pulley in the middle. It was weird, <laughs> so I pulled it out. I saw that. I, re- I, re- I particularly enjoyed that exchange. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what to do. I mean, I'll, I would have to be more familiar with the game, believe it or not. I haven't read through the script in forever. <laughs> but um, I wasn't sure what to do with the second half of the game. And in case mm. nobody will know what we're talking about, the escape no, room game. No, this game won't come out for like three years from now. So Yeah, so the, the way the escape room game is sort of set up, or the way we thought it would set up is um, I, I kind of split it in half. So the first part of the game you play is Katie, and she she has four rooms, I mean four walls to her room. And once once you solve her puzzles, she gains access to Michael's side of the room, so you get three more three more areas those are placeholder names by the way i was gonna i was gonna say i use them all we should probably change those <laughs> probably should change them yeah. i mean look the character in the beard in the mirror is named paul so i i can't make fun <laughs> <laughs> we left that in so <laughs> yeah so i wasn't sure what to do with um michael's half of the room because presu- you know, escape room, the way that's the way escape room games work. If you've got multiple people locked in separate rooms, they're all working at the same time. Mm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I figured it would be kind of weird if Katie comes into Michael's room and he's solved, like, exactly zero puzzles whatsoever. <laughs> like, how useless yeah. is this guy? Well, how do you... Yeah, so how are you planning to do it? Like, is the player going to do one level after the other, or is the player going to be able to switch between the two characters at will? Um... So here is my idea, and you can let me yeah, know if this please. is dumb or stupid, but um, I figured they were in two like adjoining rooms, and when Katie solves the puzzle, the wall that's connecting the two of them just disappears. Okay. The wall just retracts into the okay. ceiling. 
So then Katie moves, or does she move into into Michael's room at that point, or does she yeah, still she stay where walk, she is? Yeah. She can walk back and forth okay. between Michael's room and, and her room. Okay. Uh, there's exactly one item that I think you can use in Michael's room and take it back to Katie's room. I think I did it for the one and no others. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds fine to me. Um, I was just thinking about the switching thing, because that's like how uh, Day of the Tentacle does it, another adventure game that has multiple playable characters and... Um, one of the reasons you can switch between the two characters is because they can trade items to each other uh, to solve puzzles. But I don't think you designed the game that way. Yeah, no. So what I did was... Um, no, I mean, especially when I was doing all the artwork, I realized the rooms mm-hmm. were empty and stuff. But with with Michael's side of the room, I couldn't quite figure out how to balance it because it's like, I thought I came up with a really cool puzzle and you can't solve it because Michael already solved it when you get there. Let's see, I was going to have, yeah, the one room, it was just blank, and so I just put the picture of me from Internet Court, like, dabbing there. Yeah, that's placeholder art, but (laughs) I had Michael say, oh, that that was just an awful 40-piece, if you look at it, Michael says, oh, that was like a 50-piece slider puzzle, it took me forever, and that's (laughs) the excuse for why he only has, like, three items. So let's see, um... So one of the puzzles he allegedly solved was there is a globe of the Earth um, on a stand, and he was supposed to paint it black with a thing, a, a can of black paint, so it would look like a bowling ball, so he could use it on the bowling alley. <laughs> and then I thought that's kind of a weird adventure game puzzle. Maybe I should like keep that puzzle. Yeah, that's the- what that's when the player should get to do. Yeah, yeah. Let let the let the player skip the slider puzzles and stuff. <laughs> Make them do the goofy adventure game puzzles. Yeah, oh gosh, and I forget. Paint the bowling ball with shoe polish. <laughs> shoe polish. No, there's actually, I mean, that's a that's a thing yeah. in another room. It's just a giant can of black right. paint, which you can't use. Oh, perfect. Cool. Um, And let's see. Michael did a stacking challenge with cans of orange soda. I don't think players will be mad about that. And I know there's a smudge on the floor of room seven. I don't remember why i put that smudge there but that's one of the items um that's listed in the artwork this is why you should take notes while making games what's this smudge on the f- okay that's where he got the watering can from okay he's got a watering can in his inventory okay and it, it left behind like a smudge of water on the ground or yeah or something or yeah yeah cool. this is room seven and another thing is um <laughs> again this was me like the room was empty, and I'm like, I need to put something in here. <laughs> so I, I took the rock from O-Rock um, logo, and I, I have it tied to a balloon. And so it's just kind of floating in midair. We've got a balloon with a rock on it. And if you'd examine it, um, he says, oh, a rock. Is it tied to a balloon? Michael, yes. I had to fill the air with just the right amount of helium to get it to float. That puzzle is brutal. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Oh, I love the, the kind of fourth wall breaking stuff. That's good. Oh, I love it. It's like, sounds rough, but you're finished with yeah. it now? Yes, we can leave it where it is. Anyway. Oh, that's fun. I, I guess I'm taking too much time to explain the fact no. that he's got, those are the three items that he has in his inventory. Mm. Um, you know, when you join up Michael, he's got three items in his Okay, inventory. so he already has items in his inventory because he's been solving puzzles yeah, he's, ostensibly off camera on his own. Yeah, it was oh, that's a cool. rubber chicken, a 
bottle of orange soda and an empty watering can. That's really clever. I really like that. But when cool. I was doing Man, the artwork, I noticed the rooms were empty, and then so I just decided to add the puzzles that he allegedly solved. Yeah, that's a good solution to that. Like I said, the bowling room, the bowling alley puzzle actually seemed kind of cool, so I'll, I'll <laughs> leave it on the fence if I want to, if we want to actually put that in. Yeah, oh, man. Gotta finish up Pizza Boy so we can get started on, on this. I guess this this should be the next project, do you think? I don't know. What was the other hmm. next project? Uh, there's. Oh, we were talking about the, the Cat President follow-up, too, but then we weren't sure if we wanted to continue with it. Cat President uh, DLC. Because, yeah, I haven't looked at it. Yeah, because the references might be kind of dated by the time we would actually get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe uh, yeah, maybe... What were we calling it? Like, <laughs> real, real-life <laughs> escape room, the escape, something like that. I've got it right here. Let me open this up. The Real Escape Room Puzzle Challenge for Real, in which our heroes attend an escape room challenge, and they're trapped for real. Really. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think that's it. I think that's the next project. The next, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we will, I think, start on that after we finish Pizza Boy. Um, yeah. And that's my smooth transition to talking about what we're doing with Pizza Boy lately. Um. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, things have been kind of rough the last couple months. I think I, I think I got at least a month's worth of work on our projects in the last two months. I would say that's that's about where I'm at. So I lost like a month. Um, but yeah, I have been going through the Pizza Boy script. I have, as of earlier today, I think it's like eight pages left in uh, the script Michael wrote to uh, code into the game. Um, so that's going pretty well. Um <laughs> Oh, so you you were ta- <laughs> I want to open up the script and oh you've changed script though oh uh, yeah I think there's an updated version in the uh, Dropbox I think it's it it's on I think it's up to ninety pages now just because of the track changes stuff in the script but uh, on my version the ninetieth page it just says the end <laughs> oh that's good yeah that's the that's yeah. the page you'll want to do yeah well it's funny i was talking with lizzo about that earlier and i was like yeah the last page just says the end though so that'll be quick but then i was like will it though because that'll be like the credits and stuff like that or if we actually have a the end screen then i need to mock that up in photoshop too but here's the thing that's in my version um you can let me know Uh if this is correct (laughs) i just pulled it up here um we have the game we have the actual end of the game um, on page 86. Page 87 is blank. That's actually going to be the easiest page to do. Oh, I didn't... Oh, I haven't skipped ahead to see if I have the blank page or not. And then page... Oh, 80, that's exciting. Page 88 is the, um, just a little goofy thing I wrote for, um... Yeah, you know, I do have that. post-credit yeah. screen. And so then page 89 is just the end. So, so you could just reuse the end from the actual end. So maybe, maybe the last 10 pages won't be so bad. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I'm looking at it now. Page 88 on my version has like five lines, and then the first, the end. Yeah. Okay. So good. It'll go even faster than I thought it was. But yeah, the the credits thing is the thing that's actually probably going to take time. Um, I think I actually found a because <laughs> I like doing what I did with Cat President, where I have and Awkward Steve, where I have the scrolling credits and then kind of a cool like pop song playing in the background. Um, so I I found <laughs> I found a new song on uh. Free Music Archive, I think, is the one I used for this one. Uh, you know, a, a Creative Commons attribution song um, where they're singing about how to make pizza. It's like how to make a New York pizza or something like that. And it, like, actually has the recipe and the lyrics. And I thought that was that was pretty pretty good, pretty appropriate. So have you made it to the final decision of the game, which is filibuster or leave promptly? No, I'm not there yet. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. This game has an epilogue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I realized I made a mistake with one of the uh, the videos too. The, the the videos I have between chapters. Mm-hmm. The video the video for chapter six. I put Doug's name in it, and Doug's name shouldn't be in there because that's something that the player can change at the beginning of the game. Um. Oh. So it theoretically, you would think that would be an easy fix. However, I made that video on my old computer with video editing software that I don't have anymore. <laughs> um, do you need me to contact our official uh. editor person? Oh, maybe. Um, I'll f- I'll figure something out. I think. I mean, in the worst case scenario, I can try to dig it up. Because I, I have. I think I actually have the the program's file, the video file that that I can edit. So if I can just get the software again, um, yeah, we'll see. It's it's on my to do list. I'm I'm hopefully it doesn't take forever. Uh, it's really just I need to change Doug to. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, Our well, actually, pizza I can't delivery say. boy yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say anymore because it would be a spoiler. But yeah, <laughs> that was a a very, very, very silly mistake that I made. Uh, but one thing I was also going to talk about you were you were just mentioning how you had to make art for a character that appears for a minute and a half or whatever you said. Um, it's less than I half just, a minute. I really, yeah. <laughs> half a minute. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm doing really good with remembering uh, phrases today. Um, but no, I realized um, as we got as I got deeper into this last chapter, I found a character that we did not include in the casting call. The guard, and yes, I don't think he was in the casting call. And I already spent all my modeling budget. <laughs> There's no more modeling budget, so I had to. Uh, I took pictures of myself wearing like a weird, scary mask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say pictures of yourself, but you're already a character. I know. That's why. No. Okay. So two things. One, scary mask makes a big difference. Two, like there's no reason these two people can't be the same person. Technically, I guess these two characters. Uh, yeah, cause they can canonically be the same scumbag. person. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Um, I don't think. It, I, I honestly, I don't think it'll be too obvious. The the mask is like covering up my beard. I I took off my glasses. Like you can't even really see that much of me. I have a totally different wardrobe. So, I don't. I mean, you can tell me when you when you play it if it's too obvious and we can figure something out. But, but yeah, that was fun. I got to that part in the script. I'm like, scary person. I don't have pictures of scary person. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But that's fine. I mean, I, I, I suppose, too, if, if we decide the pictures don't work, I could just go on Twitter and be like, hey, guys, I need, like, three pictures, and I can't give you any money. Can somebody help me out? And see what happens. Everybody, no, give me commissions, no. fool. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that <laughs> that's what I did. Kind of a, a last-minute fix. Um Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, Pizza Pizza Boy's been going uh, going pretty well. I got to do some yeah some fun photoshop work recently um there's a scene in the in the game um and i'm being vague to avoid spoilers obviously but there's a scene where you're in kind of a darker area darker uh than the rest of the screens in the game so i actually went in and changed the character art for those scenes to make them uh darker and and less colorful like i i lowered the saturation on each one to kind of fit the atmosphere pretty well and i think it, i think it looks really cool Ooh, that's neat I, yeah, I thought I thought that would uh, you know add a little bit to the game. So yeah, so I think I think that was all I really had to report about that. Um, 
Oh, and uh, and Michael uh, put together a trailer for Pizza Boy too for That's us right. in the last month or so. That's yeah, a thing. yeah. So I was thinking uh, maybe next week I can I can buckle down and get the uh, the Steam Store page uh, get to get to work on that. Um, I think we talked about this on the podcast before how I thought it might be an interesting idea to launch the the store page kind of early as like a teaser as a as a place people can like add it to their wish list uh, something that we can provide updates about the game just because I've seen other developers do stuff like that so why not yeah um, I've actually um, that kind of ties into what I was wondering with um, being able yeah. to make videos <laughs> um. No, so um, because the the Mermaid game was so close to completion, I actually applied for the Steam. Uh, I don't know what they call it anymore. Oh, uh, Steam Direct. Steam Direct, yeah. So you know, I gave my my hundred dollar fee, and apparently, uh, you know, I filled in like the W nine, I believe, is what they make you do. Yeah, I don't know if they do familiar. a background check on you, but they said, hey, it'll probably be a week before we next contact you. Really. Yeah, it said you want like uh, um, they said to like budget a month for uh, getting anything on Steam Direct. So I was gonna ask, is huh. that is the process any fast faster if you're like releasing your second game? I was gonna say I don't remember that step. Um, I've used I only used Steam Direct once for uh, the Francie Drew and Friends. Everything else was uh, Steam Greenlight. Um, I don't recall the waiting period. Uh, and you think I would, because that was just like last summer or whatever that we released it. Um, it didn't take a month, did it? So, I don't know. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's a newbie thing. I can I can try to search through my emails real quick to see. It was it was an email they sent you that said there was going to be this waiting period. No, it was actually on their website. Uh, oh, it was on, on the website. On Steam okay. Direct. Maybe it is just a newbie thing. I'll hope. Uh, maybe later today I'll actually go and check. Yeah. Well, you answered well, my that, question <laughs> at any rate. <laughs> well. Well, now that's a good reason for me to uh, try to get the store page up. Then, if I'm if I'm misremembering, then I should try to get Pizza Boy up sooner rather than later, in case I have, we have to deal with that waiting period on my end too. Yeah, so I'll double check. Uh, I mean, I'll double mm-hmm. check later tonight. It could be that. Um... Yeah, it could, it could just be that you're a, you're a new developer, so they have to do some sort of vetting for you or something. Yeah, no, it sounded like yeah. they were doing a background check or vetting. Yeah, but, okay. Um... What I was going to say was, I, I want to double-check they actually got the thing I sent them to, <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> that would be worthwhile. <laughs> I, You know, it's weird. They actually have a space so um, for businesses, if you've got a legitimate business. Oh, man, I don't know if I can talk about this, too. I've got an NDA with the company. <laughs> um, hmm. it, man. It, it's funny, because they're... It, it, let me put it this way. This started out as a, a bunch of people on on Facebook, just like Facebook message chat. And that's how I've been a consultant for this uh, company. But um, oh, wow. it's kind of amazing how they actually went through all the steps to become an official company and, I, and such. So, but you, you can tell us. You, you're actually working on the new Nancy Drew game with her interactive. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're making a shadow company, actually. Yeah. <laughs> because they can't release games under their real company anymore. <laughs> oh, they actually want to take control of the, the Francie Drew uh, license. They, they want to buy it from us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, anyway. no, no. Yeah, that's exciting, man. You have a you have a whole world of excitement ahead of you in in figuring out this Steam stuff. 
boy. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm basically, because I'm going through Steam, that's one of the things they're actually expecting me to consult them on. Okay. Is, uh, oh, you're you're their Steam expert. Yeah, I'm going to become their Steam expert. So that's, okay, sure. That's why uh, it feels weird about me just stumbling through Steam now, because I know I've got yeah. actual no. people depending on me for this. As... With my with my vast vast experience of releasing a couple of games on Steam, there's a lot of stumbling involved. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't they don't make it they don't make it easy. I still couldn't believe it the first time I posted a game to Steam and they basically had me using a DOS interface. It's the crazy thing. Have you did you ever use DOS back in the day? I'm going to. Uh, I'm trying hard not to make like a mean reference to the IRS's system, which predates <laughs> DOS. But yes, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm familiar. You're familiar. Okay. So so maybe it won't be so bad. I I hadn't used DOS since like like 1992 when I was playing like original Sim City and I had to do C colon backslash whatever all that stuff. Oh uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. Good times. D I R backslash W. Yeah fun times um so that was that was a bit baffling when i when that was like the official thing that they used was was ba- it was basically a dos prompt <laughs> wonder if i was allowed to say that oh well we'll find out if someone sues me, me anyway see. um oh, yeah. yeah i was gonna say i have a question um yes please so because the mermaid game i will be like 90% finished with all the programming i don't know if 90% is the right way to say it but um I'm basically going to be done with the game, done with the programming, either tonight or tomorrow, depending on when I wow. actually have the free time to get to program the things. So what's the next step? How do you go about testing? Because I, I went through testing, which basically I said, does anybody want to help review the script for the game and make sure it's not garbage? And um, yeah. I had like four people volunteer, and um, basically I gave them a copy of the game just with all the placeholder art you know right and uh they went through that and and gave their feedback and i made changes and it's like oh no they actually wanted changes so i had to (laughs) rewrite scenes and things like that but i mean how do we go about official testing what's the general process uh i can't speak to what real people do i can only speak to what i do which is i mean it's very similar to what you described like you you've seen you've seen me on twitter before i'll be like uh guys i have a new game that's that's about ready now i mean i'll literally just tweet out i'm looking for testers for my new dating sim or whatever and and get in touch with people um i'll get their contact information i'll send them a big long email that says stuff like here's what this is uh please do not talk about it publicly don't share the the files don't don't tweet about it don't do anything like that um and i have like a whole big list of questions that I ask them to look for. Things like, did you find any typos? Were there anything in the story that didn't make sense? Did you find any any glitches? Did the game freeze? Um, sometimes it, uh, I'll have st- uh, questions very specific to the game, like um, when I was testing Awkward Steve, um, I, I had some concerns about the video quality. It, it stuttered a few times when I was testing it through RenPy, um, so I had a question about did, did you notice any issues with the video quality? Um, stuff like that. And then I'll ask, like, how long it took them to beat the game. Um, because I, I like having that information about the average length of, of people's play sessions. To I use that information to sort of help me figure out how much the game should cost. Um, and then I just ask how they want their name to appear in the credits. Because you never know what people want their name listed as. <laughs> okay, I did something 
similar to that. Um, I guess when I, you know, obviously when I did the script testing, I don't even know if that's an actual thing. People call it script testing, but... Well, sounds good to me. Basically, it's like, okay, how long did it take you to do that? That's how I decided to... I mean, that's sort of the reason why I decided to put um, another puzzle in the game. Yeah, because yeah. Because the um, average was... Uh, generally, took people about two to three hours to uh, uh, beat the game. And so I wanted to get it closer to the edge of three hours. So I added in an extra puzzle just to uh, sure. at least, you know slow people down <laughs> um let's see somebody wanted me to combine a bunch of lines which is great i didn't know how long the actual text box would be when i was writing the yeah. script in in like word so that's the reason why but yeah i don't i don't i don't do anything more official like that like i don't even post about it on the website like I, it's really just asking for volunteers people who are interested in playing the game and you know i keep diligent track like i have like a little spreadsheet i make where i list uh, like testers' names, uh, whether I've gotten the feedback from them, and whether I've processed uh, the feedback yet, um, stuff like that. That's so smart. Because uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> with um, hosted games, um, you know, I was trying to write uh, the, a Pride and Prejudice game for hosted games. One of the things they require is that you go through uh, a testing period, mm-hmm. and I really should have used that. I basically just um, had myself a. Uh, uh, a text file with with the names of people and the last time I had heard from them. Oh yeah. And it's like, okay, if I do not hear from them by 7 days then stop, but you know, the whole process has taught me a lot more about how long it takes to make a game yeah. and such. Yeah. I don't it's 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 like with any any project where you're collaborating with other people, like sometimes you have to chase people down in order to get the thing that that you are waiting for from them. Um and that's that's something I pay attention to when I'm, you know, working, like when I'm actually doing like paying projects with people, like I really look for people that I specifically don't have to chase down. Like that's one of the reasons I love working with you is that I've I've never had to email you and be like, "Michael, it's been a month since you said you were going to do the thing. Why haven't you done it yet?" Like I don't I I never feel like I have to do that with you and I really I've always appreciated that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, and that that's something that um that <laughs> that the testing process can help me. Maybe uh, it's not just testing the game, but I'm I'm sort of like testing other people too to see, you know, how how I work with them. It's it's sort of a good like starter thing, starter project. Okay, so I think I'll generally I think I'll go with that. Basically, I'll ask you know. <laughs> yeah. Are there any typos? Does the game ever crash at any point? And yeah. you know when. Once I'm done with that, there's like two or three things I need to do. Basically, like you said, make an actual ending credit screen. Yeah. that's <laughs> That has to be last, necessarily. I mean, it has to come after the testing period, obviously, because yep. the testers should be in the credits. And yes. then also I'm going <laughs> to ask about ask you, what are the special magical things that you're supposed to do in BrenPy before uh, making a game? I think, like, I know you, you know a way to make it so that users can't just see the code i feel like that's something that should be hidden yeah you know so like i thought i had that figured out like there's i mean there's a there there's a code that you can put in the script that says archive these files which basically means that when you download it like you can't just go in the folder and look literally at the code and like the individual audio files and graphics files so I do that every single time. The and the file I end up uploading to Steam is usually just like the executable files, the things you need to click on to run them. 
but somehow there's this there's this person on uh, Steam who was um who was checking out Cat President and they were still able to like they referenced the code when they were in their in their message board posts. So I don't know how they did that. You're one of those programmers who leaves <laughs> notes in the code. <laughs> yeah, see that's that made me very nervous about that. Like, oh gosh, I hope I didn't put anything like offensive in the code or anything like that. <laughs> Any comments that are being like I mean, I guess I don't know what what offensive comments I would leave, but well, it's interesting because uh, I I I, I kind of struggled with the code. Um, like I said, I added a puzzle to um, the Mermaid Mission Titanic, which sort of piggybacks off of the uh, the puzzle in the Francie Drew game, and so I kind of reused your code for a lot of it, with sure. with permission. But yeah, you can use as much as my uh, my code as you want. I don't care. You, yeah, well, you left the notes in the code, and so. yeah. No, it was weird. In my thing, we uh. They basically do the puzzle like three times in a row. It's a thing you see in games where, um, you know, first I, first you solve the puzzle with three pieces, and then you solve the puzzle with mm-hmm. four pieces, and then you solve the puzzle with five pieces. Sure, sure. It, you know, I, 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 I like it when games do that, I, I suppose. It doesn't feel like the game's just reusing the puzzle. At least it's slightly different and getting more difficult as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But... That involved a lot of copy-pasting, and then later on I actually realized there's a pathway branch, if that makes sense. You can decide to be nice to the woman, or you can decide to be mean Mm -hmm. to the woman at like the very start of the screen. So I had to copy-paste the puzzle, (laughs) but I couldn't figure out the way to do that. Um, I, I... Honestly, couldn't figure out the tricky way of coding it so the game would remember which uh, pathway you're on. Now I'm thinking I could have mm-hmm. used a persistent variable. Yeah. But I didn't think of that. At, I didn't know what persistent variables were <laughs> at the time. So Well, you couldn't, you, you couldn't just do it with a regular variable, too? Like, if, you know, just if whatever, then whatever. You're right. Like I if, probably should have done that. Yeah, because persistent variables specifically for... Um, carrying data over between games like you use a persistent variable that says i completed the thunderpaw pathway and now it shows in the main menu that i completed the thunderpaw pathway like that's something that that doesn't get reset when you start a new game regular variables get reset when you start a new game all right yeah that's, that's, a much that's better the main difference explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in any case so i've got the puzzle in the exact same puzzle uh except it's uh yeah. b so I got thing That's A. That's legit, and, man. <laughs> so it, it's it's like grocery puzzle 1A, grocery puzzle yeah. 2A, grocery puzzle 3A, because like I said, there's three rounds of the puzzle, and there's grocery yeah. puzzle 1B, grocery puzzle 2B, grocery puzzle 3B, and it's exactly the same puzzle, except you just, one sends yeah. you down the pathway number two, and one sends you down pathway number one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something to think about when... Uh, when people figure out how to access your code, you're like, yes, this is my shame. This is the horrible thing I did because I couldn't figure out a better way to do it. I'm doing something similar with Internet Core right now, actually, with the uh, with the Facebook page because there's multiple different ways you can access it. There's the one initially when, when you just get it as evidence, then a second time when it's a puzzle, and then a third time you can just click on it whenever you want to look at it. And I couldn't think of like the easiest way like when the page opens... Like I couldn't figure out the easiest way to tell the game what to do when you close it, so I just have it. I just have it in the game as multiple instances. Like Facebook page one is the one you open right away. Facebook page two is the one when you click on the icon, etc. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's, it's similar to what you're doing. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, I mean, it's sloppy looking, but like if it works, how much does it matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's it. I think those are like the only two things I have to do left with program. Well, I mean, like that's I said, awesome. I need to put in the pictures, but hopefully testing mm-hmm. goes well. And um, I imagine testing will probably take about a month. Or at least that's how long I'm going to budget it. Yeah, that, that's, Steam that's, says, that's, that's probably fair. Steam yeah. <laughs> says it's also going to take about a month. So that's like, I'll just do the two things concurrently. That's yeah. not how you pronounce the word concurrently. So. Concurrently, yeah. It's good enough. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's fine. We, we we skipped a month of the podcast. We completely forgot how to talk. It, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I um, uh, It's getting close to wrap-up time, but uh, we did have a quick question uh, from, from loyal listener Elizabeth Pfeffer, if we wanted to talk about that briefly. Okay. Um, this is, it comes to us from Twitter. Uh, she wants to know, have you ever played a game based on hype only to be disappointed. And also, have you ever screamed at characters from a game? Ooh, screamed at characters from a game. I have yeah. screamed at a game, but that was for comedic effect while I was doing a video. Um, I don't know. I know you you were screaming at Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, correct? <laughs> at multiple times. <laughs> but definitely a particular part where... Uh, it was a very dramatic moment. Um, uh, my actually, my answer is actually going to be, uh, I don't have any specific, uh, games in mind, but definitely, uh, there have been certain adventure games where I'm yelling at the computer, why doesn't this answer work? I'm yelling at the character, you idiot, just do the thing. Do the easy, obvious thing. Don't do the stupid thing. Do the, do the right, uh. <laughs> Put, put the bugs in the chef's shoes. That will work. Yeah, I was just going to say... <laughs> You had some similar experience streaming the beard in the mirror recently. <laughs> I wrote I wrote down, by the way, I mean, I noted a lot of the puzzle solutions that you and uh, the people in the chat came up with. And if I ever do an update to the game, I might include some of that stuff or at least like include a reason for why it doesn't work. <laughs> that, that'd be way easier to program. Yeah, that's I mean, that's probably what I would do. Uh <laughs> Uh, updating an, uh, a game used in Adventure Game Studio, that, that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms we can talk about sometime. Um, there are technical reasons why I haven't updated the game on Steam yet. We can, we can talk about that later if anyone reminds me. Um, but yeah, okay, so you've, you've screamed uh, during streams before. Um, you any games that you played just based on their hype that, that disappointed you? Um, I don't really think so. I mean, I would say like the... Um super smash brothers games but i didn't really mm-hmm. i knew going into it this is not my style of game yeah but i know that those are probably the closest i've come to games that are super hyped um super no mario kart actually i mario kart i'm gonna yell at you uh. but i'm getting the new one in so uh we'll see we'll see if that's actually good i'm gonna be really upset when you don't like the new one <laughs> I'm actually going to play that with my family, so um, maybe that will make it a new, different experience, if that oh, makes that sense. Oh, that sounds so sweet. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Mario Party as well for the original, uh, I mean, like mm-hmm. the original one for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm like, it was okay, I didn't really see it was whoa, the hype. Whoa, but... wait, Mario Party on the NES? No, the uh, oh. Nintendo 64. Oh, the N64, okay, sorry. Uh... Yeah, I can see that. Mario Party 1 had some iffy mini-games. <laughs> I think I still have scar- scars in my palms from some of those. 
Um, but real quick, games that, um, based on hype, disappointed me. Um, hopefully, uh, no one's still listening by the end of this episode, but, um, I don't, I don't get Undertale. <laughs> I've, I, I've been playing it, and I don't, I don't really get it. Same thing, um, uh, Anna Bernarski, if you're listening to this podcast, stop it right now. Um, Read Only Memories, didn't, it didn't click with me the way it's clicked with so many people, and I, I sort of, both of those games, I sort of take that as a personal failing. To be honest, I know I know that they are good. They just they they never click with me. They never yeah. So I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I hope no one's listening. Well, I know we did talk about what the previous game where we were not happy or the previous <laughs> podcast we didn't like Super Mario <laughs> Odyssey, Odyssey and Zelda too. <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I just can't understand why people like like open world games it's like oh. i want my game to have a beginning and an end of progress <laughs> to be made not oh I, I i need to cut us off right now before we lose the rest of our listeners <laughs> well let me put it this way because okay. i have no free time um i really like the games like that in fact i've been playing ukulele um for myself oh cool. and i realize it's like well i don't think i can put the time investment to go back and like try to fully complete worlds three four and five which means I'm not actually going to put any time into uh, reaching the final boss. <laughs> like, I I don't know how close I got to. Uh, I think you have to get like a hundred of those like stars. No, they're yeah, called PGs yeah. in this game. But I think that was the case with like the original Super Mario One, uh, Nintendo sixty four Super Mario for me as well. It's like okay, I got really good on like the first five worlds, and then I'm kind of okay with the three that are downstairs, and then upstairs what's the one the water world that was mm. really the only one i played i haven't played any of those i i did not try tiktok clock or rainbow <laughs> road thing <laughs> basically got the minimum number of stars yeah. until you could get to the end of the game yeah yeah but this game's got a, a much higher higher um you know difficulty level or i guess higher minimum that you need to reach and i'm like i'm just not gonna try yeah i'm gonna move on and try the 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 super mario kart well, definitely, like, the older I get, the more I appreciate short games where I can, you know, just beat them over the span of a couple weeks or whatever. Like, I like that. I like these nice little contained experiences where I don't have to be playing this one game for the next six months. I can just beat it and then go to the next game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that about does it for this episode. <laughs> you can uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argelfump, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit oarock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And our latest game is the Francie Drew and Friends Collection, an anthology of short, weird visual novels that's out now on Steam. Please check it out. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Uh, I will have a question here. Uh, do you know if Beard in the Mirror suddenly sold a million copies after I live-streamed it? It sold two million copies. Thank you so much for that. Yes, okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> the Argelfump bump. <laughs> that that phrase bump. has yeah oh that's way better i was gonna say that phrase has not gotten any easier to say the argle bump that's so good 
<laughs> oh man okay okay thanks for listening everyone yeah thanks take care